This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 385. I'm Jessica Kupferman, and with me, as always, is the very holiday-oriented and beautiful Elsie Escobar. Today, we are talking about 2023, and we're going to talk about all the things that are coming up for you and me. Ta-da! That was was amazing. It, it, like, sounded like you prepared for that. I did not, but yes. In some way. Why you would think that, yep. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And this all came about because we are live streaming, which we will continue doing in 2023, I'm just saying right now, and... This was a request from our chat, because we have chat going on on the side. Hello, Bonnie. Hello, Caff. It's very hard to say your caffeined, caffeined, caffeined? Is Is that it? Yeah. Caffeined. 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 Okay, caffeined. I like that. Okay. And then we have a a LinkedIn user with no name. So we're going to have to figure out what that is. Um, Maybe you can find out, Jess. (laughs) I actually can look at it. Wait, hold on. Let me look out. It's because it's, there's a really quick link in here. Hi, Cheryl. Nice to see you. Thank you for joining us. And I see that there are comments, but I cannot Hello. see the comments, so I can't Wait. see the person's My- name. Oh, well. Um, I only can't see the LinkedIn people. I see the other people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I went over to um, look at the LinkedIn page to see if, and it says there's four comments there, but there it doesn't say, it doesn't show the comments, so I can't see the person. Anyway, let's keep going instead of t- troubleshooting. Troy. It's Troy. We can just call him Troy. That's it. Yeah. Hi, Troy. Oh, Hi, Troy. Troy. Yeah. Caffeined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my so goodness. So brilliant. Okay. So today is the Looking Ahead episode. No use looking behind when you can look ahead. And that's what we're going to (laughs) do. Since we already looked behind and this year, meh. I'm glad it's over. This year, meh. Thank God it's over. All right. I'm I'm glad it's over. I did have some show notes. I have our kind of a relative skeleton of some thoughts that I had when I recorded, when I recorded, when I was planning the episode yesterday, when I was kind of looking at like, what should we cover? What are some things on? And I just kind of went off of like some really quick questions that I put to myself. So it was very personal for me this year, I think, in terms of like what I wanted to discuss, because I thought like, in terms of 2023, I didn't really have anything specific that I really wanted to lead with in terms of work. But uh, when I looked at some stuff that I've been seeing and trending, mm-hmm. because do you know how I like to do this, Jess? I like to see trends in my behavior versus saying I'm going to do the thing, right? It's like, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Because it feels yeah. like that is much more in alignment with stuff. So trending for me, I keep on trending on seeing that I don't want 
to blend my professional life and my personal life in the same way that I used to do a lot more. And so Mm -hmm. what I wrote in my what do I want to let go of, (laughs) I put separating church and state. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So like as in like work and personal lives. And I'm looking now to really establish a separation between both of them and really do my work in podcasting, right? Do the things that I do in podcasting, do the content creation, do all of the things that I keep, that I love to do, educational resources, like all the things that I really love to do for the industry and all of that. But I don't want to be tied to it too much personally, if that makes sense. So I'm working. I was just discussing that whole thing. And I think I just can't, like, I've been avoiding that for years. I think I just figured out why. But I might be ready to start. I mean, first of all, there's nothing going on in my personal life. So, like, marrying it is moot. There's nothing to see or say or do. That I, There's nothing to hide. There's nothing to keep. Maybe some of my feelings sometimes. But, like, you know, like, there's no drama happening. So there's not really, I mean, you have teenagers, so... It would be natural for you to want to keep them to yourself and not share them with everyone. But like, you know, I have a noisy eight-year-old and my marriage is fine. My family's, you know, everything's fine. So it's like, I think I've been holding back because this is weird. This is very therapy-ish. But I think I've been holding back from sharing more of myself online because I don't want to be known as the person whose daughter died. And like, Mm. I worry that that's no matter what I say or comes out of my mouth, that's like, that's all people see. Mm. I don't know. That feels funny to me. That identity feels funny to me, but there's no avoiding it because it happened. So what am I supposed to do? So I think I've been hiding because of that, but like it's starting to border on why do I care what other people see or think? I shouldn't. I don't really. But this is like this one time that for this one thing has stuck with me in my head. Like now that this has happened, that's all people are going to see. They're going to wait for me to crack or wait for me to emote or wait for me to go off on a tangent, which ironically I'm doing right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's been nervous for me. But so what makes you want to be separate? Why are you separating church and state? What's happening at church? That's what I want to (laughs) know. What's happening? It's not about, it's, see, it's interesting how you were looking at it from the content side of things. I mean, not, and when I'm not saying that in terms of like, oh, you mean like like, your time. I'm already good at separating those things. Yeah. So like in terms of actually not even time, it's, it's the fact that that the social media aspect of it, as in, I personally would rather live my life than write about my life. Oh, well, sure. If that makes sense. And like, and chronicling, and then chronicling, you know, like, let's say you're at a, and then I do this anyway, and it's actually really good. And it was very therapeutic for me to do it when I went home with my mom and dad to be able to remember every moment. Like every time I was with them, I was like, I want to take a picture. Like it was, it was a memory keeping time for me. Mm-hmm. As of this point, no one has seen any of these pictures. Like no one knows I went to Los Angeles. I didn't do an Instagram story. I didn't put it up anywhere. I didn't say like, hey, everybody, I went to see my mom and dad. I haven't seen them in five, five. You're like, I never went that. All of that is my memory keeping. I I do the same thing. And so in terms of that kind of stuff, I feel that 
And mind you, I haven't. I, ha- I think I had like seven Instagram posts last year. And the more active that I've been has been on Twitter. And I haven't tweeted anything since it's become what it's become now. And I think that what I'm seeing after I went with my mom and dad and really disconnected from social was how it's unnecessary in my life mm-hmm. as a human. Now, here's the difference between, I think, you and I. Oh, look at them! That's Nate and his girlfriend at Hanukkah. I have all these Hanukkah pictures. I've not posted any of them. And I've been doing that so much lately where, like, I take pictures, but they're just for me. Like, I don't yeah. need to... I don't, it's not to show anyone. Yeah. And I didn't even used to do that, but like I started doing it because like I wanted to be present in the moment. So I didn't, wasn't taking pictures, but then after a while I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to remember this. Like my memory is starting to like fool me. So I'm like, I better take a picture just in case I can't remember this feeling. Yeah. So yeah, that is good to take pictures. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt though. Go ahead. No, but but, uh, what I'm saying to you is that there's an element to my work life that is different than your work life. Um, you're true. like this, you're the CEO of a company. You have a lot more moving pieces and you have to change hats a lot. And sometimes you do obviously have to get your hands dirty and get in there and do the work, right? Like that yeah, happens. Yeah. But I'm not a CEO of a company and I have a a lane and a responsibility of the type of stuff that I have to you know, work in. And one aspect of creating content and community is social. And it's a very big, 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 big chunk. And it requires an, in fact, it requires what you know, as our team, we have a social team that works on social for she podcast. They create the content, they manage the stuff. They reach out to us whenever we have meetings with them. They reach out to us whenever there's an issue that comes up for the most part. They are handling it, and it's not just one person. For Libsyn, which is a, a, a you know the company that I work for full time, I'm that, and so being on social takes up, I would say anywhere from fifty to seventy five percent of my work life, which yeah. I don't want. Well, anything that would take up seventy five percent of your time, I would assume you'd be sick of. Yeah, well, actually, I'm not sure that I'd be sick of it, Jess, because I think what's so hard is that it's so for an ADHD brain, it is not a good place to be because it's constant poking. So you can't get the job done and then be done with the job. You go in to get the job done and then you have 50,000 things telling you, look at this, look at this, look at that, look at this, look at this, look at this, wait, stop. Answer this, answer this, answer this, answer this. Look at this, look at this. Elsie, like, you oh my have God. control over that, not no, the you internet. Don't. No, yes, you do. No, you, just when, listen, when there's an issue that happens with a company, you have to go in there and take care of it. This is what cracks me up about Elsie. She has been diagnosed or self-diagnosed with ADHD for like, let's say a couple years now. And she is now practically has her doctorate in this shit from all the shit that she's read. She's now Dr. ADHD Elsie Escobar, MD. Meanwhile, I've had it since I was 19. I've been coached on it. Both all my children have it. But she's going to tell me like, like, you're, I'm not telling I know you. you're an expert. I know you're an expert. I'm not telling out. you. I'm telling you my 
The ADHD brain is all or nothing. It's true that when you're in there, you, it's hard to get out, but that doesn't mean you can't get out or, you know, or that you can, min- you're very good at minimizing, like, I don't have a feed. I'm just going in here to post what I'm posting and then I'm getting the hell out of there. Like, you're pretty good at car- compartmentalizing your social so that it doesn't control your brain, I think. My social. You make it sound like we're susceptible right. to their evil ways. But no, like that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you have to, when you have to be on social all the time, it becomes a job. It's, it's annoying. No, it, no, and it is a job. But it actually, I don't view it in that way because I think it is more for me currently. And again, it's this is my experience, and I know that the importance of social and all of the stuff and all of the things, right? But I have seen the challenge that my brain has to get things done anyway. That's, that is normal. That's, that's executive normal, right? function. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's okay. normal. All right. Yeah. So let's stop right there. And now think about it from the perspective of trying to balance, because I do feel that there are chemical imbalances and I'm going to take it to a different conversation here um, in terms of addiction and things like this. Right. So let's say there's an alcoholic that is trying to deal with a chemical imbalance in their head and has been, you know, doing all kinds of different things to get themselves into a, a good place and then has done therapy and done all the things and, and are, yeah. is now, you know, in a, in a good place, but they have to, in order to survive, work at a bar. And so every single time they're in the bar serving drinks and putting this up and there's, and I'm not saying like, I don't know, you maybe are there a are. tech addict. That is different than yeah, ADHD. This, yeah. It, well, no, but no, there, it actually, I think it adds it to the different, mix, right? Yes. It's makes it right? difficult for you, but addiction, I am not an addict of any kind. So like social doesn't affect me the same way. You are compulsed. Yes, I am. I am not. I, I, am. I am on there and normally I get disgusted and then I and then I get rid of it. Like I know you have to do it for your you compare it to like being an alcoholic working at a bar, but like you know, but I social was my life for a really long time and I still never I mean, maybe, maybe at the very, very beginning I was compulsed, but I was also bored at my And job. also, but Jess, there's the other aspect of it. Social is not what social was when you were in social. It's That's just not. true. It is not. It doesn't bother me at all. In fact, it's almost like it's trying to make me a drug addict, but I, I don't succumb to peer pressure, if that makes sense. I can see that it could be addictive, but it does not affect me that way. So that's why I'm saying, I'm not saying you can't assume it's ADHD I because you had this problem before. You are always like, I, I need to get off of it. You, you take sabbaticals because you're compulsed. I'm not, yes, though. Yes, I am. I take and sabbaticals I- because I don't, I don't want to. They're different. I don't care. And there's a, yeah, and I'm going to add another layer to it as the doctorate of ADHD that I am now, <laughs> is the fact that ADHD manifests itself differently in different people's brains, right? So there is no cookie, yes. cookie cutter approach, and there's also a spectrum to it. There are, there are many different things about that that is not there's the same. There's a lot same. of comorbidities, so, but yes. it looks to me like OCD is one of your comorbidities. Don't blame it on ADHD. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that it is a, a thing that is not helpful, right? So if you're trying to, like, in the, in the way that I view it is, like, as in terms of addiction, right? Because it's a compulsive, it's compulsive. And, I, and you're absolutely correct. Because I've, I've had to wake up in the morning and scroll through social basically every single day for the past almost decade. 
Like that's just Maybe what two. I do. Right? Maybe two decades. And so I have a, when my brain settles, it immediately goes, it starts to reverberate like this. And all it wants to do is the physical action of opening Twitter or Instagram and scrolling. You do need dopamine. There's nothing wrong with getting a dopamine shot from social if that's the thing that it needs. I mean, the other thing is like, there's this hilarious, there's this hilarious woman on Facebook that's been doing these like ADHD definitions. And one of them she called dopamining. Dopamining is when you like, your brain needs dopamine. So you come up with an obsession and then you just read everything you possibly, like kind of like what you did with ADHD when you found out you had it. Yeah. I was being nosy. I don't know how I did this with you, Elsie, but I have access to something that showed me Oh, I know. I was looking at who you follow on Instagram. It is oh, yeah. so tell you if you want to yeah. know what Elsie has been obsessed with in the past, look at her at not who follows her, but who she's following on Instagram. Actually, you can do it for me too because it'll be like people you know, people you know, people you know. And then for me it's like vintage advertising, vintage advertising, and then it's like roller skate, roller skate, roller skate, and then it's like you know, plus size model, plus size model, plus size model. And then it's like right now it's maximalism and like colorful living rooms and shit. But like, so I felt, I almost felt like I was invading your privacy because I saw ADHD, 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 ADHD. And I was like, wow, she's really been studying this shit. Wow. Here's the other thing too, that's really interesting. I mean, just to let you guys know too, and it, cause it's true. You see the waves of that. You see like, I'll follow 15 accounts about ADHD. Yes. Then yeah. 15 accounts about a pen. Yeah, right. 15, Paper. You, know, and- you had a lot of stationery yeah. on there too. <laughs> so, and I was like, and for a minute there, just now talking about it, I was like, how did I invade her privacy? Oh, no, wait, it's public knowledge. And now, and wait, so I didn't invade pens, anything. Now, when I, what I do is I have my Funsta, Finstagram. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so now in my Finstagram, I'm, Finstagram. I have that curation of Hold what on. I. What's a, what's a Finstagram? It's an Instagram account that. Nobody knows about, like, you oh. don't know about it. Like, you know, like, oh. it's just my personal. Oh, and it's so, a fake like, Instagram. what I do oh, is oh. whenever, like, there is now my Instagram account is more my for people to do what you did, mm-hmm. as in, like, go look at it and then see who I follow. And that's like the front facing account. And then my Finstagram account is the one that I'm in every day. And I have a very curated feed. And so if I find somebody that doesn't fit into my curation of my content in that account, that is purely, it's purely stationary and pens, anything that's not stationary ink or pens, and I find, I will immediately follow them from the other account because I don't want anything in that, in that account that goes, I don't want, I even had, I, I actually ended up following this account. It was something like, it was an interesting person who had like something about stillness in between. It was a really interesting sort of like mindful yoga type of a thing. I kind of dug the vibe and the quotes that they had and yeah. I followed it. And then I realized when I was consuming my Finstagram account that it was not what I wanted on my feed, even though I like the person and I like the content, but I don't want it in that feed. So I unfollowed them and I... I'm going to follow them in the other account <laughs> because good. they can just be there, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like for my Instagram account, I watch all the Instagram stories, all of them. For my Elsie account, I will only watch my family's 
Instagram stories. Like I will just go in there and be really, I'll go like, do they, did they post stuff? Okay, no. And then if I watch somebody else's, it's a mistake because it's because it keeps going. You know how it keeps going and you can't stop it? Yeah. Sometimes it keeps going. and I'm like, oh no, I didn't want to watch because what happens is they get delivered to the front of my feed to watch. And I don't want that. Yeah. Why does Instagram think that I want to do these things Instagram's when I don't? algorithm is a little funky right now. I hate that. I've been reading that for a while, that their Instagram's a tiny bit funky. And I've noticed that too. Like, I, in fact, here's something weird about algorithm yesterday. Like, I was having deja vu on TikTok because all the videos I saw yesterday were videos I've already seen. Why are you showing me this? Like, they were from three, five days ago. And I was like, what's that? Why? Why? Maybe. I mean, I follow enough people where I should not get repeats. Like, I should see older stuff from... In other words, it's it's trying to show me all the people that I interact with, except for, but not new stuff from strangers who I follow. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it would rather feed me the same Elsie video over and over and over again, rather than, like, this guy, Walter, that, you know, I haven't interacted, you know, that I haven't seen their stuff in, like, months, because they're not showing it to me. Anyway, it's weird. Anyway, yeah. So algorithms are a thing, and I... Yeah, sorry. We are way off topic. We okay. are way off topic, but so anyway... So you're letting go of tech. Yes. Dr. Dr. Escobar. Okay, well, what I else? mean, I'm, I'm doing... Yes, and, and hence, my journaling has actually really helped me because it does give me that dopamine hit, Jess. And it's interesting to see my behavior. I will pick up my journal, and I will do what I do to scroll online. So what I'll do is... I'll flip the pages mm. and I'll, and I'll touch, I'll touch like it's a kinesthetic. I'll flip the pages and I'll look at it and I'll flip the stuff and I'll look at it. I'm not re I'm actually not even reading it. I'm just flipping the pages and it gives me that dopamine hit and just touching it. And mm. so I'm like, this is really great. Like I found myself finding such comfort in reaching for my journal and flipping through the pages. And so it's like, it's kind of silly, but it's still really okay. And choosing the pen I'm going to use. And so I have found that dopamine in my journaling, in Mm -hmm. looking through stuff and flipping through the pages and choosing a colored pen to write with and writing the stuff and thinking through how I'm going to plan the stuff. Like, what am I going to put here? What? It's absolutely meaningless. It's just my, in my own brain. It gives my brain a break to anchor into this obsession at the time. And yeah. it's so much better because I'm choosing it in some way, right? And so mm-hmm. it's, anyway, that's been my salvation this year. So I hope to do that one more thing. And um, I think one last thing that I'm going to say about wanting to let go of is that I wrote, don't delude myself about time and resources because mm-hmm. I keep on, I'm getting better. It's not, it's not happened. It did, has not happened that much this year, but I really don't want to continue to learn this lesson. I don't want to say yes to doing something. And then when I'm in it, realizing the amount of time and resources it's actually going to take I for me to execute. I always underestimate how long it's going to take me to do <laughs> yeah. something. It because always I'm, seems so quick and easy and yeah. it never is. Yeah. It never is. So I don't want that because what happens is after I'm done with whatever task, I'm so depleted, it takes me months to get over it or weeks or days, right? Even if it's a smaller thing, that's a big lift. Like, I just don't want to live. I don't want to live in, in that anymore. In the and, and I, again, moving to the ADHD brain, 
It feels like I really work well under pressure. We always have. You do. You should. You know, like when it's like you have a deadline to do tomorrow and then you you'll do it. That's very common. I don't want to do that and then become, you know, deliver the thing and then I'm done. And it's like, man, I can't even focus on getting up or what am I supposed to do now? I, I'm so exhausted in my brain and in my body and emotionally after pushing through to a to execute on something that I don't want to do that to myself. Like I I don't want to add 50,000 projects. I just don't. I don't have it in me. For you, I hope that this is the year that you learn to accept and work with or around your ADHD instead of trying to trick it or negate it or see it it as a hardship. It's actually a superpower. If you do wait until the last minute to do projects, if you know this about yourself and you scheduled time for this, you won't have to stress about it anymore. You'll just like the day before my presentation, this is when I'm going to do it. I'm not going to schedule it for two months ahead because there's no fucking way I can do a presentation two months before it's due. It's not important. My brain won't focus on it. I can only focus on emergencies on some level. Mm -hmm. The trick is to take on lots of projects and then, well, not lots, but like I'm learning that the, you know, let me tell you a story. I'll tell you a story about Jessica Kupferman, Jessica Carpell when she was in college. Okay. Okay. I had four-ish years in college. And the first year, it was a very light load, you know, because I was a freshman and I almost failed. The second year, I wrote for the school paper, rushed a sorority, joined an acapella group, And that was the year that I got all the best grades because balancing all those things is what motivates me to do all those things. The same thing with Lady Business Radio. Like I always say like the thing that got me to do so much content was doing a pot. I did a podcast and then I wanted to tell people about the podcast, which made me want to write an email. And then I wanted to put a little paragraph about the podcast, which made me write a blog post and it, and so on and so on and so on. It's like the more shit you have to do, the more you'll get done. Whereas if you slow down, your brain is bored. You get nothing done. You can't do anything. Doing one thing at a time is a nightmare. I don't want to do one thing at a time, but I also don't want to keep on saying yes to all of the stuff. Now, just recognize what you don't want to do. But say yes to the stuff you do want to do. Correct. Correct. This is true. Now, here's the other layer, though. You were just saying, like, you know that you're going to do the presentation the night before, blah, blah, blah. That, yes, that's actually how I work the best. And I'm yeah, fine with exactly course. what you just said. Good. But add to the conversation the fact that you have a team. I know. That makes it hard. I know. That's the part that's killing me. Because I'm working on stuff way ahead. Yes. It's just that your part. Will well, be done. But wow. but I ha- but the thing is, to me, I see a collect. So when you're working on a present, let's say um, you and I were going to work on a presentation. Uh, you're going to present, by the way. I'm your designer. I'm your I'm your designer. So okay. you have the idea. You have all the whole thing. But I have to design the presentation for you. Like I have to put the things in there for you. Mm-hmm. But we can't work on that. I can't work on that, that you're. I'm part, you have to use me. You just have an earlier deadline, that's all. Yeah, but then you're done. But see, this is what I'm, that's the point. It's like, then your presentation's gonna be done, but you're not gonna really wanna hit it because you're not doing your presentation until two to three weeks later. And then you're gonna forget what the idea was when you put the presentation together. 
because of everything that fits together because your brain, I know your brain the same way that my brain is in terms of presentation. So we can see three bullets and we know exactly how they go together. We see like the how yep. we're going to teach the process because this matches with that and That's we can true. do that whole thing. But you can't tell a designer, I need three bullets here. What are those three bullets? Uh... It's these three. And then later you look at it and you're like, oh, those were not, those, no. What? What did I, why these? Right? Because you forgot. Yeah. What those were. It happens sometimes, but you know, you just have to jog your memory. I stand by my statement. I want you this year to learn how to see it and use it as a superpower and not a hindrance. I'm not seeing it as a hindrance. I'm Work just with your superpower. It's Love your overwhelming in a lot of different ways is all I'm saying. And, and, and to bring this back, I'd rather use my superpower to create content versus being taken off my desire to do what you're saying with You know social. what else helps? Something I know you'll never, ever consider. Medication. Yes. No. It helps a lot. It helps for some people. Again, it helps for some people. And the process of finding the right mixture, just the idea of knowing that they're going to give me, because you you have to test it. You have to test it. That's what happens. You get the thingy and then you take it and you go, you know what? That made me this, that made me that. And then you have to go back and get another prescription to try again. And then you do, and then they adjust it. The process of the adjustment of the right dose is not something I want to go through. Not everyone has to have that though. Right, exactly. But knowing me, I know what that (laughs) is because I am so in line with this. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I forgot you have your doctorate already in medication as well, pharmaceuticals in medication as well. and yes. ADHD. And ADHD, all of the things. Mm-hmm. Yes. It must be so freeing to have all the knowledge over everyone else. Dude, it is it so, so you're being such an ass. <laughs> Listen, this mm. is part of, and mind you, this is that, um, how do you say it? Combative. Well, there's compatible, but there's a thing that also happens. It's like the no, like I just saw like rejecting. Um, it's it's rejecting. Yes, it is. It's like the ability for my my executive function to not move to this other place. Like it's already here. This is where I am. Stubborn asshole. You mean that? <laughs> that is actually a checkpoint in the diagnosis. No shit. I hate you so much right now. I am only talking about medication because I see what a difference it makes. And I was unmedicated for so long, Elsie, for years. I mean, I was diagnosed and unmedicated for 15 years. And then when I started taking it, I was like, and it was just one, one dose, one pill. I've had it for almost 20 years. And I was like, gosh, it's just the difference between listening to people and zoning out. Like, I'm the same person, but can I hold a conversation without flitting off and forgetting what they're saying to me? I mean, it still happens, but not as often. It's still, it's like, you know, it's like crutches. You have a broken leg and you can either hop, which is what you're doing, or you can get crutches. And, but the thing is too, I mean, in terms of medication. It's fine, hop. You're very athletic. Right. Well, this is what I'm saying. It's like there's a point where 
the medication, what it does is that it gives you a stepping, uh, like a, a more of a balance of where to start, right? It's it's kind of like it it brings the world, it brings you and the world. It gives a you bit a fair more. fighting chance, exactly. But the skill it's sets like a still need to leg. be. But the skill sets still need to be built. That's correct. But it's hard to it's harder to build them when you have a chemical imbalance. Right. And then when you have it, that's still a thing, though. That's still a thing. Of course and, it's still a thing. Right. What's your point? My point is that in order for that to happen, you have to build those skills. And that's what I'm working on right now. You're saying you have to walk before you can get crutches because you're still going to need to learn how to walk. That you is still- true. Yeah. But it's hard to walk with one fucking leg. But there's a part of me that just wants to walk with one leg. That's because every ADH person hates medicine. That is also is part of it. We don't like Tylenol. We don't like Robitussin. We don't like Pepto. And we don't like ADHD pills. But every ADHD person I know who is on medicine, it is the only pill that they don't lose and f- don't forget to take because it's the one thing that keeps their brain functioning the whole day. And I still will have a headache for three days rather than take a Tylenol. I hate medicine. It's weird and funky. But this medicine at least allows me to, like, remember my, where my keys are. That's important. Anyway. Oh, my God. Moving on. We have moving completely on. ruined Holy this shit. episode. No, you did not. I didn't say me. I said we. Thank oh, we- you, though. Thank you, Elsie. God, that's rude. She just fucking assumed I meant that I was ruining it, and she's forgiving me for doing so. What an ass! You are an asshole today. I'm an <laughs> asshole. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm such okay. an asshole. <laughs> I am not. not I am asshole. not. I am not denying that. I am such Thank an asshole. Thank God. Holy okay, shit. what are we gonna add to this here, Elsie? <laughs> this is the Elsie show. I'm just now your sidekick at this point. You, go ahead. What are you going to add, Jessica Kupferman, this year? Oh, God. I want to say organization so bad because I try so hard to do it. But I have a feeling that I'm just going to flounder some more. And Melissa's very good at helping me organize. I wish I had the ability to do it because I, my brain craves it so badly. Um, I'm going to add astrology, actually. I've been learning about astrology. That's my latest thing. Although I read a like book about mo- it and like it's the really hard. One? Like I can pull a chart and read it, but I oh. need help. I want to look at a chart and not need help. I want to know why, why the plant, what it means oh. if you're, if Scorpio is in your ninth house. Wow. Okay. I know what the house is and I know what Scorpio, you know, but it's hard for me to read it the way that an astrologer would, but I'm interested in that. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually trying to like, and art. I want to learn to digital art, like with Procreate. I want to learn how to draw, which is something I don't know how to do, um, because I like coloring and I like doodling, but I don't really know how to draw. And my hands don't work as well as they could. Like what my brain tells them to do, they don't always do. So that's why my handwriting is so terrible. But I think, I think with an Apple pencil. And like brushes and shit, I could art some cool stuff. So I want to learn how to do that. I want to just try and like have hobbies more and work on hobbies. Even though my brain makes it a business, I'm just trying to like, you know, enjoy create. I need more creation. Recently, science has shown that Jessica is happiest when she is creating something. And I do like writing, but it's not always writing. 
-hmm. It's mostly like I need to create like a something, like a video, like video or audio or art of some kind. And I would never have called myself an artist, but I like to art on some level. It's just fun. It squishes my brain into a happy mess. So I like it. Do you only want to do digital things? Like you don't want anything to do with physical stuff? (sighs) There's some stuff about me that you should know. Remember when you were talking about obsessing and compulsive things? Yeah, yeah. So another thing I know about myself is when I get into something, sometimes I can't get out. And so like, this is why I stopped reading novels and books because- I can't not, once I'm in a story, I have to read it all the way to the end. I dream about it. I think about it in the shower. So like crafting is one of those things where like, like needle, well, and also I have kind of arthritis. So like what I'd really like to do is cross stitch and needlepoint, but my hands Mm. hurt. I'd like Mm. to learn how to knit, but my hands hurt. So like digital is easier for me because it doesn't hurt as much, but I'm trying to think like, like I used to do like, I don't know, like what, I don't even know what other stuff I would do. I like tie dye. That's fun. That doesn't hurt my hands, but it's a fucking mess though. I like paint like with actual, oh, there's also ceramics. Like we made a ceramics. Wait, let me show you what I made. Did I ever show you? No. I did this. I think it was for Father's Day or Mother's Day. We went and oh, did paint. Oh, look at how cute. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. We did like a, very it's pretty. a planter actually. You hang it. Whoa. Anyway, um, yeah. So, I mean- it doesn't have to be digital. I'm afraid that if I start something in person, I will just have wall to wall. What's the word? Just wall all the to stuff. wall. Yeah, the all stuff. the stuff you're gonna need. You're gonna need all the things. Yeah, I, I like. Get it. I get involved with buying the stuff, and then I never yeah. do the craft. And then you I'm never so, do the craft. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get that. I, I yeah, get that. I, but I mean, I would like to do more in person things. I just wouldn't know where to start. You know what I mean? So yeah, more yeah. art, more food that I make. I'm not trying to get into cooking. So don't get me twisted. But mm-hmm. I miss cooking the things that I want to eat myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm tired of what would who else would eat this besides me? Should I make crab soup or you know, nobody else eats it but me? Like I'm tired of caring about that. Like if I want something to eat, I'm just going to make it. I'm not going to wait for someone else to want it to. I'm not going to order it. I'm just going to try and like start cooking stuff so that I can enjoy eating it and Actually, you know what I'm going to add? More selfishness just overall. I'm just going to be more selfish. I feel like I'm overdue, way past due. I'm tired of asking for – I mean, I always say ask for forgiveness and not permission. But when it comes to my house, I live with fussers, and I don't want to hear them fussing. And I've decided that their fussing is not my problem. So if I choose to, like, put a piece of art here or bake a cake that no one else likes, they can go fuck themselves, basically. (laughs) That's my new, that's 2023. That's great. I love that. I've been cooking a lot more and I'm enjoying the crap out of it. Uh, just making food that I really love to eat. And what the, the thing that has changed is that my kids are now eating it. So they're willing to, t- like their palates have matured Excellent. and they're, they're willing to open it up. So like I'll test food out and I'll give it to them. And then I will get, I will ask them, I'm like, thoughts on this? Like, is this a do again, mom? Or is this a put it away, mom? And then, Mm -hmm. and then I take it, you know, because there are, unless it's something that I'm like, oh my God, I must be making this for myself every single time. I haven't found a recipe that's that. Actually, there was a salmon recipe that I made for Thanksgiving that was so good that I will be making again. And that was like amazing um, for everyone and everybody ate it. But Mm -hmm. usually 
And whenever I get it, both May and Hunter saying, this was a great one, I'm like, I'll put that in my notes yes. app. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, yes. You have to have a list of shit everyone likes. I do yes. that. I actually, I used to just have, I have a list called Dinner Scott Will Eat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad, but that's how fucking fussy he is. Yeah. So like, it. I mean, but yeah, I want to just be a little more selfish. Because yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm old enough where I just don't want to care what other people think anymore. Well, you need it. I think you need that in your own house. You know what Outwardly, I mean? Outwardly, like, that's already happened, but inwardly, it hasn't happened. Yeah, and I need to. Yes, in in my house, I need to stop caring what people think. I've mastered the outside world. Now it's time to master the inside world. I have to. Yeah. So yeah, what else? Um, you. The next thing on your list here, Elsie, is resolutions, and I know you haven't said what you're going to add more of yet, but I just want to tell you, I hate resolutions. Well, you did you click through? I hope it says no resolutions. No. It says I'm not a resolution person or a goal person. And I'm not a theme person or a word of the... I am a word of the year person. I am not a word of the year person. And so I just... Because I mentioned this before. I said I'd rather look back to see what happened and help myself from day to day to continue to do better by observing what I do versus what I promise to do. So I would rather hold myself accountable to with my own actions than set something this is going to be the year of health the year of community the year of million dollars yeah or whatever and and or like i my resolution is to give up sugar you know like it just it's not helpful it's very it actually is i feel it it diminishes my life and I don't want to diminish my life. I want to live my life mm-hmm. the best that I can. And I find that the biggest influencer in my life is me. You know what I mean? It's like if, yes. if I, if I want to make food and I, and I'm saying things like I want to experience, you know, like what you were just talking about, like, I want to be more selfish. I want to be able to make food for myself that I really, then how do you, how do you do that? You choose a recipe to make Right. T- tomorrow. Or you, you like look at recipe books or like you look and you're like, oh, my God, what am I in the mood for today? You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Like, how do I hold myself accountable to that without without putting something on the schedule? That's like I will make a meal for myself every single week. There's something about being able to to actually do the yourself. thing without no having else. to do it. Yeah. So, look, Jenny's here and she says. Same, not a resolution person, but then I try doing fun ones. Like I'm going to drink more champagne and I'm going to try and read graphic novels or I'm going to try to learn to cook pastry. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that this is totally doable. She is an amazing baker. I've seen her pandemic yes. creations and they were fucking incredible. <laughs> they were incredible. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to be doing any pastries, but like, yeah, I mean, in 2020, that was the year that I oh came God, back to drinking. Look at my armpits. <gasps> Elsie, why is what? it so warm in there? I think so. What are you doing in there? Open a window for fuck's sake. Oh my God. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm outside. I, I could never sweat out here. Am I'm like, sweating? I like, what the? Either that or did you take a shower and then put your shirt on without drying your armpits? That happens. I think the other thing I did though is I put deodorant on, but the the deodorant is, um, it's kind of like Vaseline. So I hope that this is not what like. What are you saying? Grease. What? What? You put Vaseline on your armpits? I did not say. I said it's like Vaseline. It's kind of like um, um lip balm. You know, it's got that Why? consistency. That's wax, like lip balm. wax, wax. Yeah, it's, it's like not waxy. on your armpits. Why but would you wax your armpits? What? Because I like the smell and it works for me. 
Also, I haven't worn a turtleneck. You're going to block mind you. your, hold on. You're going to block your, um. I'm menopausal. I don't care. You're going to block your sweat glands and it's going to blow up and give you, don't do that. No more wax on your armpits unless you rip it off. I wear deodorant maybe once a month. Okay, but have it not be Vaseline-like. Listen, I like this. I'm not changing it. I love this deodorant. That does not sound like deodorant. It's so amazing. I love it so much. I'm not it's changing not deodorant. it. What is it called? What is the exact name of the I product? I don't have it here. Is it say deodorant on the package? Yes. Okay, fine. Then I'll allow it. <laughs> God. It is such a great deodorant. I love it. It's I men. like natural deodorant. I when I wear aluminum deodorant, I, it's more terrible. It definitely once you detox from from like secret and deodorant like that, your armpits are completely different. But that said, don't block them up because you don't know what's going to happen if you do. I love my re- my deodorant. Okay, it's the so best. yeah, no resolutions. I I I don't know what my word of the year is. I I, I stopped doing it a couple of years ago. Like I had community as word of the year, and I don't know. I don't know what my word of the year is. I think the word of the year should just be Jessica. I want to value myself. I want to care for myself. I want to feed myself. I want to know my worth. I want to stop being afraid. I want to feel successful. I want to make myself feel all the things that I want to feel. So that's my word. My word of the year is Jessica for 2023. I love it. I love your word. I think it's an amazing word. And I think if anybody wants to support Jess in her journey, we can all send her things that say Jessica on it. And it will remind (laughs) her. And here's the other thing. It actually could work because that's her name. So even if it doesn't like, you know. (laughs) You're silly. I mean, it will work because it is my name. It is your name, right? So So it will just remind me. Correct. Yes. I you know, it. I think that one big difference between us is that because of your journaling and stuff, like you spend a lot of time, you have spent a lot. This is not a compliment or an insult. It's just an observation. So yes. take it for what it is. You find yourself interesting. And so you yes. do things that interest you. You write down things about yourself so that you can observe yourself later. Whereas like, I am not interested in myself hardly at all. I think we need to find ourselves interesting because it's the only way that we really care for ourselves. Yeah. I'm going to try and take a page out of your book in that way where like... Be self-obsessed? No. <laughs> yes. No, I just want to... Listen, I never talk about... I don't talk about my accomplishments. I don't talk about my feelings. I don't talk about what I feel like eating. And I'm not saying I stuff it down. I just yeah. don't... I am not interested in myself hardly at all. I'm fascinated by other people, though, but not me. And as a result, I don't know that I know myself that well. Mm. I would like to get to know me. I would like to fall in love this year, but with me. This is good. I like it. I want to care for me. I like me. I like you. (laughs) I'm going to pet you and make you my friend. That's what we're doing this year. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, I mean, if you think about it from, I find all of that is so it, to me I do mm-hmm. I am I do find myself interesting I I'm going to pray to the church <laughs> of me and I will absolve myself of my sins <laughs>
I mean, and it starts with glittery nail polish, right? That turns color. Hey, when you it. it's so good. And we've got um, the mighty Jennifer hey Navarrete Jen. here. She says, we must love and care for ourselves first emotionally, spiritually, physically, intellectually, all of Absolutely. us. Absolutely. I'm yeah, trying. And, I'm trying. And I think that, you know what, part of that is, is the fact that we, that this is where the selfishness comes into place, right? Where mm-hmm. that needs to be somewhere in that, in that list. And mm-hmm. you can ask my mom about this, but- I guess positive or negative. Hi, Mom. I've always been a bit of, of a selfish asshole most of my life. And I have so, talked to her about this already. You just didn't and know. So I just do stuff because I want to do it. And then I get obsessed and it's very exciting. And mm-hmm. I love I love all of that, everything that has that has to do with that. And and I don't care, right? So everything yeah. that I think that I have done when I've been obsessed about stuff, whether it's like yoga, whether it was all the sports I played in high school, whether it was like winning contests, getting scholarships and all that stuff, it was really obsession over something I wanted to do and I wanted to do it my way. And I, you know, and and it was to the detriment of the majority of people that were around me, which I didn't start to learn the lesson of of letting go a little bit of that until... Randy came into my life because he holds yeah. me accountable of my assholeness. You will also always struggle with that because you're Aquarian and they just are selfish assholes. Correct. And so, so you're going to have yeah, to work against that. that no matter what because you're Aquarian. But it's good that you're self-aware. A self-aware Aquarian is better asshole. than a, non, a non-self-aware Aquarian asshole. Yes. I mean, at least I recognize it. And, at le- and here's the other thing. When I am now being a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. I can... Usually, right now, I can actually remove myself from the situation so that I don't bring the assholeness to the whatever's happening. I'm trying. This is the first time in nine years I've actually called you an asshole. First of all, ever, but also on a show. I don't think I've ever called you a selfish asshole before. I've thought it many times. No, I'm just kidding. I I think we should. This is the name of the episode, by the way. Melissa, it it is. Yeah, just call it selfish asshole. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Elsie. Yeah. Are you going to even say Elsie is a selfish asshole? I think it's. I think it's, it's not an, wrong. It's the asshole. It's not incorrect. It's the asshole episode of some kind. There was another better Jen title. Jen just wrote something else there. lovely. The discovery and wonder of learning and doing things we find interesting is a fascinating journey. I wonder if it's also a journey that comes with age. Because well, first, I like to blame everything on my age. But second of all, when you're younger, you're more interested in how you fit into the world. I mean, not Elsie, but the rest of us are thinking of others. And then... <laughs> And then as we grow up, we're more interested in ourselves. I actually once started to try to write a list of things I knew about myself just because that's how disconnected I am from my own likes and dislikes. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Well, wow. Yeah. That is a little bit weird because I know exactly how I feel about most shit. I know how I feel about stuff. But like if someone were to like be like, tell me all the things, you know, like I, I had to think about it. Like is part of my identity my hair color? Is part of my identity... My size is part of my identity, my religion, my, you know, being a Capricorn or living on the East Coast, like all that is like identity forming and how much of it means something to me. Being Jewish means a lot to me. Living on the East Coast, not so much. Being short, not going to change that. That's a big part of my identity. You know, having curly hair, why straighten it? It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, but do you lead with that? I think that that to me, those, those are physical traits. It's like, I don't, I don't just go not, like. But yes, you're right. You know, I mean, I don't want to be like all of a sudden 
you know, lead with you've got long legs. Like that's just not something I don't live my life thinking I have long legs or I have no, long hair. No, but if you're building or- a character, you have to build the character that you, you know, like it is part of my character. Being short is an identity creating thing. You are not the person who can see over a crowd. You're not the person who people ask to reach things. You're the person asking at the grocery store or trying to climb a tower of cans. That's your identity. That's who you are. You know, like like it is part of your identity, like it or not. So I was just trying to list things that are mm. factual, just fact. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate that shout out. So you need that selfish asshole friends that just do things for themselves and like- No question about it. <laughs> I just said I was taking a page out of your book because I think it's very helpful. I wasn't I don't really mean it in a detrimental way. It's it's a high level of self-awareness that I'd like to try and emanate. So I don't oh, really think fine. she's an asshole and I don't really always think she's that selfish. It's just that it's kind of her vibe. That's all. It's good. It's not a bad thing. That didn't sound nice. You know what I mean? That's a, no, dude, listen. I'm not hurt. <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah. There's like a part, because I was thinking about like, what are the things that you lead with? You know, when you were saying like, what do you think about if you were, you know, if somebody was creating a character based off of you or what are some things that yeah. you tend to gravitate to? Like the I don't two lead with that, artists, but maybe so, I like, should. So like the thing that, I, that I've been like leaning more towards is like, so quirky is something that I really relate to. And I think I would mm. say that like quirky. And then I would say like, at this moment, I'm a hermit in training. And I think that I constantly, like, that always comes into my head. And I somehow... No, your kids are hermits in training. You are the trainer, not the trainee. (laughs) You've been a hermit. That's hilarious. No, we don't want to say that to my children. My children are not that. They don't need to know, but But it's true. Oh, my God. But, But there's an element also of the... I don't know. I mean, they're... I am. Yeah. I mean, I do know myself enough to know what my trouble, my, what my issues are. And sometimes because of the selfishness aspect of it or the determined way that my brain like anchors down, I just don't want to deal with trying to even shift it. It's not worth my time. And it's, and that's, I think that that is being like seeing your assholeness in the, in the face where Mm -hmm. it has to be so life or death for me to consider I really do need to change that, you know? And it's like that much of an ass, like that's how much of a pain in the butt I am most of the time. And it's it's rough. I mean, it's rough when I see that. And, and so I have to negotiate with my own brain to kind of go like, don't be such an ass. Don't hold on so much to that. You gotta like open up and then, you know, so I coke, I have to do the, all this coaxing on my own to be able to do that. That makes sense. So. I could see that. Whatevs. I mean, anyway. I mean, I can just say from personal experience with you that I could sell you something all day long, but it's really you who's going to sell it to yourself. Like I could talk about Mm -hmm. why you should do something for hours and sell it and convince you and convince you and sell it, but it will not happen until you have had a conversation with yourself to figure out what you want, Mm -hmm. which is like most people I can convince to do things. If I think it's a good idea and I push yeah, gently enough, I usually can get people to come with me to the, to the store or yeah, yeah. come with me on a, go on a trip or whatever. Or, I mean, what do I try and convince people to do, really? 
Well, no, but I mean, you have, you know I mean. you're right. I am a non-budger because that's what like you're has happened when we go to like, like I Like if parties. we go to dinner and I'm just like, yeah. just come to dinner. This person, this is exactly what I mean. This person, this person, this person. But if she's already made up her mind, she's not doing dinner. Yeah. The fucking president of the United States could be there. And she's like, I'm fucking tired. I'm having a drink. Goodbye. I'm going to bed now. That's <laughs> no. it. I will allow myself one drink and I will not budge from this situation. It doesn't matter who is there. Does not matter. And yeah. most people will be like, the president, all right, I'll come. Not Elsie. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Never. I've tried to soften that. But now I'm I'm even, this is now myself, like whenever you do that. And then I'm always like, okay, Jess, is it just going to be you and I though? Because if it's another person, I know. I have to sell her the other people too. This yeah. person's really chill. This yeah. person's not going to overwhelm you. It's going to be relaxed. You don't have to talk to anybody else but me. And I always park her near me in case she doesn't feel like chatting with anyone else. Yeah. Um, look what Jen wrote. She's so sweet. The Aww. two of you are the women friends I need in my life. Thank you for the vulnerability. Jen, that's so nice. Yes. I love that yes. you were on the show. I wish I could have been on it with you and we could ch- chat about these things together. Maybe another time. I know. Well, we are going to need to have Jennifer come back because she was great. She was. Not Thank to say you. our other guests are not great, but you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. She's been doing you this were all for kinds of awkward like, during that session. So I got some good. Listen, from that. I'm the one that got your fucking name wrong. I know. And you looked scared like I was going to murder you. Because you're like, oh, my God, she's watching this right now. Meanwhile, I, know. I could care less. I don't care if you get my name wrong. I never will. I never have. I never will. But you're just like the horror. <laughs> like you were like so upset with yourself. <laughs> I kind of enjoy that I instill that type of fear in you, but you must know I could care less if you did. I did not. Well, because it's just so bad. Like, I, you know what it was? It was just (laughs) one of those things where I'm like, I, it's because when you're not here, it's so I wanted to honor you and and be like, (laughs) and and then say, like, she's not here and like call out your name and make sure that you were in it. And then I, you know, the one thing that, and I fucked it up. And so it was like, it was amazing. God. Oh, so God, bad. Jennifer is so funny. Anywho. All right. So shall we continue? Yes. I think we're done, dude. I think we're, we're done. done. We're so we're done. over it. I mean, um, well, welcome to the end of 2022. <laughs> welcome to the end. This welcome the to end. the beginning of 2023. May it be way better than last year. Because I don't yeah. know why, but last year just hurt for many reasons. 2022 oh. was a struggle. It was the struggle, but not next year. Next year we have so many amazing things happening that I couldn't even tell you all about them all in one episode. That's how many things are happening. So Yeah, baby. Yeah, and so just keep tuning in and we'll be back around the 9th, right? Well, we are recording our very first episode of 2023 on January 9th, which is a Monday at our usual time, at least Mm. at this moment, as far as we know, 1 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to be going, we go live on YouTube, we go live on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Facebook. So if you all want to check us out and be part of our chat, uh, it would Mm -hmm. be amazing. And then that episode will be dropping on the She Podcast feed on uh, January 13th. So we would really love to build um, our audience here to come and hang out with us and all the yep. fun things because we, we, we do, we're funny. And there's we lots are. of things, there's lots of fun things you all miss um, yeah. from their actual show because there's all kinds of crazy Like our facial expressions. Like our facial expressions and our outfits and our nail color. And, and our hat. And how. And our yeah. glasses. <laughs> and our hat. cuteness. 
and our cuteness. Anyway, yes, that's it. Um, all right. Well, thank you for being here with us today and ending the year with us. Thank you for those of you who have watched it live. And of course, thank you to those who are listening on audio. We appreciate it so much. If you want the show notes or any links from anything we talked about today, please go to ShePodcast.com. You can also join our membership membership at ShePodcast.com if you want a little extra hand-holding through your podcasting journey. And if you've got the time and you want to do the crime, go to ShePodcastLive.com and sign up to meet us in June in Washington, D.C. for our amazing event. It's going to be life-changing. I guarantee it. Um, find Woo-hoo. us on all the socials at ShePodcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok. I don't think I forgot any of those. Happy New Year. Thank you guys so much again. Love you. Mean it. Bye.